Earlier this afternoon, Matt Rule in Nebraska got a huge commitment from Nebraska's number one high school player of the 2024 recruiting cycle. His name is Carter Nelson. 6'4", 205 pounds, held offers from Georgia, Penn State, Notre Dame, more teams, and was visiting Penn State, Notre Dame, and Georgia in the month of June. His final visit was to Nebraska on June 23rd, and he committed just earlier today to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. According to 24-7 Sports Composite, Carter Nelson is the 97th best player in the country, the 7th best tight end, and the number one player in Nebraska. If you only look at 24-7 sports rankings, however, he is the 40th best player in the country, the second best tight end, only behind five-star Landon Thomas, I believe, who's currently committed to Florida State, and he's still the number one player in Nebraska. When you have a school like Georgia, who has had a reputation under Kirby Smart of getting Brock Bowers, Oscar Delp, Darnell Washington and developing them into beasts among men. Penn State has a reputation with tight ends like Fryermuth and Gesicki. Notre Dame with Michael Mayer just being the most recent example. And Carter Nelson, I know that it is his home state, but he chooses Nebraska. And this is big for Matt Rule and company. And it's big because Nebraska is swinging and they're fighting with heavy hitters among the tight end position. And really, amongst all positions in college football, they were pursuing Dylan Riola. They didn't get him. Georgia got him instead. And it hurt because Dylan Riola obviously was a legacy recruit. His family has been with Nebraska and played there for years. And he chooses to go to Georgia. He's even going to play high school football in Georgia this coming high school season. But Nebraska lands Carter Nelson, again amongst Georgia, Notre Dame, and Penn State, who in recent years have had a infinitely better reputation at developing tight ends. Now, maybe part of the reason he chose Nebraska was due to playing time. Penn State and Georgia definitely have deeper tight end rooms Notre Dame, even though I don't know who their starting tight end is going to be with Michael Mayer gone, they're definitely going to have security at the tight end position, definitely with how they've recruited. Nebraska, not so much. It's a competition between Nate Borkacher, Janarian Bonner, Thomas Fedone, and Brandon Clover. Those are your four tight ends who are among the two deep. And then, obviously, there's Eric Gilbert, who came in via the transfer portal. But knowing his history, I don't necessarily expect him to see the field. I think Carter Nelson chose Nebraska because it's in-state and because he loves the program. The second part's the most important one. He said in an interview that he committed, and he watched them growing up, and he said, Now, obviously... I haven't grown up watching the same Huskers my parents watched. The big goal for us is to bring those Huskers back. So you're getting a player that wants to invest in the program. He just doesn't doesn't want to go to Nebraska to get a chance to shine and go to the NFL. And you see that with the transfer portal. You see that with high school recruiting even. It's like some of these players, I, I feel as if 
some, not all, and this is not new, this is something that happens and has happened for quite some time, some players do just want to get in. They don't necessarily want to work hard or invest in the program, but they want to make money or they just want to get to the league. And they're not very interested in the collegiate level. So they just burn through, declare early, whether they're ready or not. They don't really want to invest in the program. Sometimes it even bleeds into the locker room and the team culture. I don't think you're getting that with Carter Nelson whatsoever. What you are getting is a six foot four, 205-pound tight end who, if he stays healthy, Nebraska has seen this before with Thomas Fedone II, where he didn't stay healthy, He's a redshirt sophomore right now, and his career has not even taken off whatsoever. He's barely seen action on the field. If he stays healthy, he will be a star for Nebraska. He is a big-time addition to a class that I wasn't really paying attention to, a class that right now is 14th in the country. Last year, at the conclusion of 2023, Matt Rule and Nebraska somehow pull in a top 25 high school recruiting class by getting Malachi Coleman to stay in state. He was the number one wide receiver and number one overall player in the state of Nebraska, and he was the 11th best wide receiver nationally. They also pulled in three, pardon me, three additional four stars in Princewell Umenmilen, an edge, Cameron Lenhard, another edge, a four-star, and Riley Van Poppel, a defensive lineman who also played some time on the offensive line. So Matt Rule pulling it together after Scott Frost's final year where he was fired early in the season in 2022, pulled together a great recruiting class then. Now it looks as if they're going to pull together another great recruiting class. The Huskers are its top 15 they have 21 total commits, which means that the class is closer to being done than not. Granted, there isn't a slew of decommits. So this might be the highest that you see Nebraska's recruiting class ranked realistically. But there are still some four stars, three stars that will be added. And when the 2024 transfer portal window opens several months down the line, these rankings, of course, will adjust as recruiting rankings are no longer just about high school recruits, but transfer portal recruits. Speaking of which, Nebraska also pulled in a solid transfer portal recruiting class in the 2023 preseason. So Matt Rule is taking preseason win after preseason win. We just have to see how it all comes together. They have 21 total commits, four four-stars, 17 three-stars. They're recruiting very well. Matt Rule hasn't played a single game at Nebraska. He did not work out well with the Carolina Panthers. He's not been with the college game since 2019. It doesn't sound like a long time ago. I was still in high school in 2019, but more importantly, the college football landscape has completely, not completely, but there's been massive changes to it. Think name, image, and likeness. That wasn't around in 2019. People didn't know if it was going to be around for, at minimum, the next decade in 2019. The transfer portal, while becoming more of a thing, more used, Justin Fields, for example, used the portal to get out of Georgia in 2018 and transferred to Ohio State, where 
He led Ohio State on a 13-0 run before tragically losing to Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl in 2019, and nearly won Ohio State to a national title in 2020, the COVID year, beating Clemson and avenging that loss, but losing to Alabama. There were prominent examples, and it was becoming more popular, but it wasn't the full-blown, wide-open door or window that it is now. So things have changed, times have changed, and we'll have to see if Matt Rule, what he does. I have more of a feeling it's rather when rather than if Matt Rule wins and succeeds at Nebraska. Scott Frost was an absolute disaster, something that no one saw coming in in a bad way. Now I think Matt Rule, he's stable, he's a builder. The way Nebraska has used the portal isn't, they aren't getting anyone they can afford to get, but they're getting pieces, especially defensive line, linebacker, wide receiver, offensive line too, bringing in Ben Scott from Arizona State and even snabbing an offensive lineman transfer from Utah. A backup, of course, but still with Nebraska's O-line, you got to do what you got to do. And I think that Matt Rule is building something both in the short term with the portal, but then in the long term here. Nebraska has the Big Ten's fourth best recruiting class. Fourth best. And still plenty of targets are there to be added, including Gatlin Barr, a wide receiver from Idaho, who's one of the fastest players in the nation. TCU, Michigan, and Oregon are also competing for this player. Preston Tomua, an interior offensive lineman who's also a four-star, and Jay Sean Ross, a four-star defensive end. There are a handful of other four-stars and mostly three-stars that are also on Nebraska's preferred list. But if Nebraska is fortunate enough to get most of their top targets or preferred targets, you could see 25, 30 around their commits and... A hand, just a handful of four-stars, and that's a good thing. Nebraska did not see many four-stars over the past two recruiting cycles. They only got four this past recruiting cycle, the 2023 recruiting class, and I think they only had two, or maybe less, maybe one more in the 2022 cycle. That was after the 2021 season where Nebraska looked great on the field, but they went 3-9, and nine, lost every close game, And the recruits obviously weren't a fan of that because the recruiting class was an abject disaster after that season for Nebraska, which might leave, it might drag back the program for a few seasons as recruiting classes have shown to do at many different programs. But Nebraska's recruiting class is far from finished. They have a solid transfer portal class, and I think overall, today's commit is just a, it's an, it's another badge for Matt Rule this preseason. It's an excellent start for him and his staff's process to revive Nebraska football. Carter Nelson will be the number one prospect for Nebraska's recruiting class. He'll be their number one commit. Probably a top, he's definitely a top 100 player. Probably top 75, maybe top 50, seeing that 24-7 sports is one of the more, if not the most accurate recruiting service there is. It's the one I use and prefer to use, and I will always use it 
until proven otherwise when it comes to its accuracy. Beating out Georgia, Penn State, Notre Dame is just absolutely massive. And for the second year in a row, the second year in a row, Nebraska has held on to the number one player in the state. In fact, currently, it looks like Nebraska will have every player in the state who's in the top six. Every player. Caleb Benning is in the top six, and he has not committed yet. He's an athlete out of Omaha, Nebraska, but he is crystal balled to the Cornhuskers 100% of the way. And it's practically the same thing when you look at the composite rankings, except Caleb Pyfrom, an offensive tackle, is crystal balled to Illinois. But the two four-stars that are in-state are going to Nebraska. You may think that this is something that, all in all, is not that big of a deal. Nebraska's small. But Nebraska's program has prided itself on recruiting in-state. And overall, when you look at some of the past recruiting cycles, for example, other schools have been able to get their hands into the state and pluck out some better players, and Nebraska has failed to hang on to them. So congratulations to Matt Rule. I just wanted to talk about Nebraska because I haven't talked about him as much as I have last season. Huge part of that reason, of course, is because I'm not as high on them, and I think I'm much more level-headed with this team. But I like the direction Matt Rule is going, and I want to reinforce to Husker Faithful that I think it was a good hire. I think the preseason has shown that. Of course, we're going to have to see how the regular season pans out, because winning games is what matters most. Recruiting well, developing players into NFL prospects well, those are all important things, but if you don't win games at the end of the day, and despite the fact that those things that I mentioned are correlated, there are some programs who are outliers who win despite not recruiting at a high level, and there are those who recruit at a high level and don't win. Winning is the most important thing. Winning with a fine group of young men. And that's what I think Matt Rule wants to do. And I think long term, that's absolutely what he is going to do. So a great start to Nebraska's recruiting class. Summer is not the end of recruiting, mind you. There's going to be a lot of commits, some decommits, a lot of action from now until the early national signing period all throughout the fall, and even all the way into signing day. So stay tuned for all of that. I anticipate Nebraska will probably finish with a top 25, maybe top 20 recruiting class for the 2024 cycle. Thank you guys for watching. If you like this short video, please hit the like button, subscribe to this channel, comment your thoughts down below, and hit the notification bell for more college football commentary. I typically go more in-depth when talking about teams making typically 30-minute videos, occasionally in the upper 20 range, and sometimes even 40-minute videos when making lists like top 25s or conference predictions. And also I make videos like this, too. They're about 15 minutes or a little bit longer, just on some brief things that I saw that I want to touch on. So subscribe if you want to see a variety of content, but especially stuff that is in-depth, has great analysis, and talks about not just the Big Ten, but also touches on the SEC, Pac-12, Big 12. Thank you guys for watching again, and I'll see you all around. Bye-bye.